0: Hello, and welcome to your Super Bowl Wednesday edition of the Arrowhead Drive. I'm Stephen Serta. Let's start your morning with today's outlook on the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's what you need to know for Wednesday, February 8th.
1: Yeah, so I, I wouldn't tell you he's 100%, but the, the training staff works with him endlessly. It's I guess it would be a tribute to both of them for Pat coming back for more and uh, and for those guys cranking on him. So, uh, Julie spent most of the time with him, uh, uh, rehabbing him, and We've got all the latest, greatest stuff to, to use technology wise. So um, he's used it all and and has been able to make make these jumps here where he can he can actually function and play in a game, which is very remarkable.
0: Things kicked off in Arizona on Monday night for Super Bowl 57, and we got good news from head coach Andy Reid acknowledging that. While Patrick Mahomes isn't totally 100% with the ankle injury he suffered in the divisional round, but it seems like they are definitely more optimistic than prior to the AFC Championship game. All things appear to be moving in the right direction for Patrick Mahomes, and he's going to need every bit of his mobility that he can absolutely muster on Sunday against the NFL leader in sacks in the Philadelphia Eagles. Chiefs cornerback Legereus Sneed announced on Monday evening that he has cleared the NFL concussion protocol, and he will be good to go for the big game. Also encouraging signs from Andy Reid as he announced that everyone on the active roster was a go for practice on Monday and Tuesday for the Chiefs. So that means wide receiver Kadarius Toney, wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster, linebacker Willie Gay, and offensive lineman Trey Smith, who all carried some kind of injury designation last week, should be good to go for Sunday's contest, assuming nothing changes between now and Sunday. The Chiefs did officially place wide receiver McCole Hardman on IR, meaning his season is done, and they activated running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Reed added that they'll get Clyde some work this week and see where he's at prior to Sunday, and if he plays, it would be his first game action since week 11. The Eagles, once again, have several players on their injury report, but most are designated as veteran rest days, so it's safe to assume that both teams should have most of their playmakers available this weekend. As always, we'll have all the latest for you at ArrowheadPride.com.
1: Yeah, so I I really do that every game. And um, not that I share it here, but I mean, I I would tell you that every game you're very self-critical. And uh, you you try to make sure that you don't repeat the same mistakes uh, twice, especially in this business. You get fired real quick if you're doing that. So... um, I mean, it's no different for the Super Bowl games. Yeah, there are things you come out and you probably wish you could have done better. Even even the one, you know, the, the one that we won, uh, there were things I felt. Ah, you know what? We could do this better than than we did. But I can give you one for your thing. We we can't have as many penalties as we did the last one. So. That's for sure.
0: This will be head coach Andy Reid's fourth appearance in the Super Bowl. It's been a common theme early this week with him and Patrick Mahomes taking questions on how they can try to correct issues they've had in their last Super Bowl, the one that they lost against the Bucks just two years ago. While a lot of those issues were addressed over the last two years roster-wise and adding younger personnel, We've seen some improvements from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. There's not enough made about Andy Reid adjusting to life without Tyreek Hill and still constructing the NFL's top offense. We know Patrick Mahomes' greatness well, but there's a case to be made this is the most impressive season of his young NFL career. He's in his third Super Bowl and will win his second MVP later this week, but he's also made adjustments to his game to make himself a smarter quarterback. Mahomes has such control over the Chiefs offense that we see him on a weekly basis making the adjustments at the line of scrimmage and reading the opposing defense. That married with his unrivaled playmaking ability makes him more dangerous than he's ever been on a football field. So yes the Chiefs certainly appear to have
2: grown from their past losses and we'll find out Sunday if that's enough to bring another ring to Kansas City. Yeah I think the, the best thing I've learned as a at the quarterback position is not trying to do too much. Um, just just whenever stuff's not going your way, like last the last game, the Bengals game where I had that fumble, that dumb fumble in the fourth quarter, just not letting those mistakes compound each other and just getting back to the game plan and, and whatever I can do to have a positive play and trusting in my teammates. That's something that I've learned over these last few years is it, you can't do it all by yourself. It takes your teammates and the team around you. This response from Patrick Mahomes
0: once again highlights the growth he's shown as a player over the last two seasons. Last year, we saw the entire NFL adjust to how they play defense, specifically to try to slow down Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyree Hill. The Super Bowl loss to the Bucks obviously stings, but there's plenty of reasons that that game's not on Patrick. The NFL adjustment to the Mahomes game made him make significant adjustments to his decision making for the first time in his career, and he responded by putting together one of the most efficient offenses we've ever seen, That even if it's not quite as explosive as it once was. This offense, in a lot of ways, is similar to the once Alex Smith led offense, but the difference is obviously when the play breaks down, Mahomes will still keep things alive and make some of his magic to keep the chains moving. Sunday is absolutely a tough matchup against this loaded Eagles team, but they still have to remember they are also going up against the very best version of Patrick Mahomes.
2: Yeah, I mean, first of all, they have all those those great players that they had last year, but they've also added a lot. I mean, they've added uh, a great corner in Bradbury. Um, they've added uh, a lot of D linemen. To, uh, Hassan Reddick. I mean, Joseph, uh, Sue, they've added a lot of guys to their D line to add the other great line they had. Um, and they added uh, some safeties and linebackers as well. So, Obviously, they, they when you add guys that are that talented, you can do more stuff as a defense, as, as far as scheme-wise, um, and they've done that. Um, but it's going to be a great challenge for us. I mean, last year we had we had a lot of success, but we know it's a different football team that has all those great players that they had. Um, but they've added a lot of great players as well. So I mean, we understand it'll be a great challenge, and uh, we're excited for it.
0: The Chiefs defeated the Philadelphia Eagles 42 to 30 in Week Four last season, but. As you well know by now, this is a very different Eagles team. The Eagles made blockbuster moves in signing pass rusher Hassan Reddick and trading wide receiver A.J. Brown. They also made other moves on draft day and ahead of the NFL's trade deadline. Eagles GM Howie Roseman, who's already well regarded as one of the best GMs in football, helped them secure a high-value pick from the Saints to go along with their own first-round pick, to add that on top of impact players they got from this year's draft and the experienced veterans they already had in the Eagles locker room. There's no surprise that this team finds itself in another Super Bowl. The Chiefs and Eagles will certainly be dissected in the coming months for their different approaches taken by each team's front office, but there's no doubt left that the two best teams in the NFL will compete for the ultimate prize on Sunday.
2: It doesn't sound like they have any dilemma at at hand right now. They're a Their only dilemma is probably how are they going to handle uh, who wins and who loses the game. That's probably going to be the only tough situation for any of us, really. Uh, because, you know, I think my brother said it yesterday. and doesn't matter how, how much I go against the guy, man. I'm always cheering for him just for a little bit. You know, just a little bit. And it's uh, I, I, it's just the nature of the beats, man. I, I got a lot of love for that guy. And, I, you know, I want him to win every single game except for this one. Except for this one.
0: We don't envy the family of Travis Kelsey as they get to see both Travis and Jason square off on Sunday. The Kelsey brothers are sure first ballot Hall of Famers and whichever one of them wins on Sunday will secure the ultimate brother bragging rights by claiming their second Super Bowl ring. As the world watches on Sunday, there's sure to be plenty of eyes on Travis Kelsey's family during the contest. That's the Arrowhead Drive for Wednesday, February 8th. If you've enjoyed the Arrowhead Drive, please subscribe to the entire Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. While you're there, leave us a rating and review. Coming up later today, we've got more Chiefs press conferences as well as the Great British Chiefs show. They're back with their full preview of Sunday's game. As for me, that's a wrap for now. I'm Stephen Certo. We'll catch you on Red Friday for the next edition of the Arrowhead Drive.